Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. We're here to pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and help you fall in love with the business of your business. We know every step forward is a chance to be more aligned in purpose, grow businesses that create impact, and live the lives we work so hard for. Sometimes all you need is a reboot to get started. Welcome to another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. We are so excited that you are here. Today's episode is going to be all about the education tools that we've used in our businesses, and you're going to be surprised. Uh, But before we hop into this week's chat, we want to remind you that the doors of the 2023 Business Reboot Retreat will be closing soon. Uh, You'll have until June 16th to join us. And we want you there. It's happening September 17th through the 21st in Lake Norman, North Carolina. The Business Reboot Retreat is for anyone who is looking to clarify their brand voice, collectively build out a circle of success, market your business in a way that feels good and looks good, sets goals, helps you get accountable with one-on-one coaching with Melissa and I and our dear friend Ashley, and do the work that it takes to grow, scale, or pivot in your business. The best part of this retreat is that we are building in time, time for you to work on your business instead of just working in your business. Head to thebusinessreboot.com for more information or drop us a DM on Instagram at businessreboot. I love that. Today's going to be good. Today is going to be good. So excited because here's the thing. This is the third part in our three-part series um, where we have been talking all about education and um, how you can make an impact with what you know and how you can share that to your immediate community. Um, And today's topic is all about the tools that we have used in our own businesses. And like I said before, you're going to be surprised because y'all, it's not (laughs) as hard as you really think it is. That's right. I think when people think about breaking into education, and I use that phrase like almost as a joke, breaking into, like we are all uh, capable of teaching people how to do what we do. We are all capable of training people and bringing people up to love on their own communities and, and grow their industry by taking our experience and just sharing that with other people. I mean, it, I think it makes you like a decent human to, to want to help other people elevate themselves too with the knowledge that you know. And so when Corey and I were building out this epi- episode, we laughed because we were like, you're going to be surprised. You're going to be surprised when you realize that it is um, the tools you need are not necessarily state of the art. You don't need it's giant. So yeah. You don't need giant screens and you don't need giant platforms. You don't need huge stays at stages. You don't need, um, you know, ridiculously expensive everything. Like we think it's really important when you come to a place where your people are asking you to tell them what you know, so that they can grow as well, that you, you know, utilize the resources that you have so that you're not waiting up until one day. Cause that tends to be our phrase, right? We will say things like one day when, well, one, one day when, why can't we just go ahead and start it now? So <laughs> I mean, hello, gonna, we are saying right. this from our closets. <laughs> we are surrounded by suitcases and hanging clothing and maybe a, you know, like duvet or two. <laughs> that's an ironing board. I see in. an ironing board behind you. There's an ironing board. I used to record on the ironing board and then realized that it wasn't as stable as I thought that it was. So we want to just talk about, we're going to share some stories. You know, that's like our format as we tell you a little bit of the stories that we've experienced when um, watching people grow things or watching um, ourselves. And, and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about us because we're the experts on ourselves, I guess. Um, and just want to show you some, 
like behind the curtain scenes of what it's been like to step into education and how you can utilize the tools that we have to help yourself prepare to launch something that um, is going to then like help your whole industry as a whole. Right. Well, and talking about stories, um, I love this story so much because it's when I had the realization that, wait a minute, it doesn't have to be as hard as I'm making it out to be in my own mind. Um, I love Jenna Kutcher's uh, Gold Digger podcast. I have been an avid listener for years and years and years. Um, and when she had a story on her, one of her podcast episodes was like how she got started or like something about podcasting. And she re- like literally recorded her podcast that is like uber success, mega successful. She recorded it in her closet for years. And the fact that she said she even would sometimes get in her car when her little doggies were barking. Um, she was like pulling back the curtains, showing all the things. And, and the fact that it was very, very simple. Um, we even have another podcaster that we follow, Kathy Heller, and she was talking about how, and she may still do it, I'm not sure, but like she was recording her podcast for years on her iPhone. <laughs> With the mm-hmm. plug-in, yeah. with the plug-in headphones, like not even AirPods, like it was <laughs> plug-in headphones because I had the mic right there where she needed it. And so she was like, y'all, it doesn't have to be this hard. So whenever, you know, hearing these, these experts, these ladies who are seemingly at the top of their game, um, and really they are, they speak on stages around the world. They have made big impacts with their businesses. They have made a lot of money with their businesses, but hearing them say how simple it actually was to get started. And here's the other key part for me was that how simple they kept it for years and years into what they were doing. Um, It really made me realize that, you know, as these successful podcasters with millions of downloads, you know, she was, they were both in their closets too. Um, And it really, it's like it gave me permission to start with the basics when they pulled back the curtains on what it looked like to get started. And, um, even what it looked like when they had massive success. And I think that we need to be having more of these real conversations, which is mine and Melissa's whole mission and what we do through this podcast and through our education hub with the Business Reboot, because we want you to see what we do and how we do it. And more importantly, above all else, to realize that you can do it too. We just want you to get started. We want you to have the confidence. We want you to have the peace. We want you to have the few tools that you need to get started sharing what you know and making an impact and and making the difference for people. Right. And I I mean, I'll share this little story that's kind of a what not to do, which I think is funny (laughs) because nobody ever does those. Um, But the time I did my very first like national ad campaign, it was a huge deal, like giant. I cannot name the name of the company for (laughs) For legal legal reasons (laughs) because you may not extend your copyright without telling your photographer. So let's just, let's just put it that way. Um, But I had no idea what I was doing. I remember looking at my husband and going, I got this shoot because I picked up the phone when a lot Mm -hmm. of other people let things go to voicemail. And I picked up the phone and I told them where I lived and I told them, you know, I I was able to answer just a couple of questions for them about our location in our area. And they said, we want to work with you. And I was like, all right, sounds good. Um, Let me just tell you everything I had learned about doing anything when it came to large brands for shoots was stuff I learned from MTV. (laughs) Just (laughs) watching it on, that would be music television for those of you who are (laughs) sub 30. Um, and and I, all I knew is that if I'm doing this big campaign and I've got people from the company and people from the ad agency coming from all over the country, 
I need to make this thing impressive and I need to make it big. And so that's what I'm going to do. They're paying me for this. I'm going to make it over the top. So we had catering. We booked an entire salon for the models that we hired, by the way, from Craigslist because I could not afford model agency. <laughs> like, I'm like, do you, have you ever stood in front of the mirror and taken a selfie? Would you like to be in my ad? Um, we rented cars. We had, again, we had models and we had clothing for models. Um, the ad agency came and the rep from the company was like, we are, like, this is a very large shoot. Like we haven't done a big one like this in a long time. And the, um, the company themselves just were going on and on and on about how incredible it was and how amazing the experience was. But truthfully, at the end of the day, so much of that experience was a waste. We didn't need mm -hmm. so much. We didn't need nearly as much as we bought. We could have gone for just what the, the product that the company wanted from us. Um, and that would have been sufficient. It all went really well. And the company loved the images. The ads were incredible. It was awesome. But at the end of the day, I remember realizing that it was a lot of pomp and circumstance that was unnecessary mm -hmm. for the success of the project. And so, you know, do I regret that because I could have saved myself a couple thousand dollars and put that more in my pocket? Yeah, um, I don't because the situation was, it ended up being really fantastic. But I learned a lot from that because so much of what I thought I needed was unnecessary. And so we're actually going to go through right now and just give you guys a list, give you guy just one. Oh, I hate when I do that. Like, uh, unless you're a group of friends sitting at a coffee shop with this thing, you know, on happen. a boom box, on a boom it box. There could be it listening could. parties all over the country. You know what? There probably are at 8 a.m. Send us a picture of you listening. If it's you by yourself, <laughs> or even if it's you and a friend, we would like to see pictures. We want you to fill our DMs with pictures of you listening to the Business Reboot Podcast. Please do us a favor. Please, please. And if there's more than one of you together listening to the Reboot Podcast, then you're going to make me sound like I'm not crazy. You but, might get a prize. Um, you really might get a prize. That's right. You will get one prize from us. Um, we owe you one prize. But we want to give you a list of the things that we use, the tools that we use every single day in our business that have helped us in creating the education side of what we do. Um, you know, Corey and I both have, she's shooting brand photography and has a membership that's dynamic and amazing. And she helps serve photographers as a coach. I coach women in business who um, own their companies and are looking to grow and, um, you know, elevate their, uh, their own business while taking care of their own <laughs> like mindsets. And uh, then together in the business reboot, we're building out education all over the place. And so these things help us in our individual businesses and they help us um, as we're growing different components of the reboot too. So we're going to go through this list. If you know every single product on this list, like high five to you, then I think maybe it's time for you to start considering. Yes. Uh, you know, that means that you've been around uh, in business for a while and you have experienced some things and it might be time for you to start sharing what you know with people. Um, and so we'll just start this list. Corey, do you want to start us I off? I will, because it's my favorite thing. Uh, the number one thing that we use in our business for the education side especially is Canva. Guys, Canva, C-A-N-V-A. I think most of us probably know about it. I think even my husband knows about Canva. Um, but Canva is really a great tool. Uh, it makes you a graphic designer without being a graphic designer. Like I say that in jest because graphic designers, I I honor and appreciate and value all that you do because you know way more than I do. But graphic does, I mean, because Canva, we can't do what you do. No, we use I can't. We use, version Canva. <laughs> we yeah. use the at home studio version. The at home studio version. The incredible it, things you do. It makes it, it makes graphic design um, 
a little bit easier in the hands of those of us who own small businesses um, that don't have large budgets for graphic design or can't hire our own graphic designer. But Canva is a really great software system. You can use the free version. Melissa and I both pay for the pro version because there's just so many different uh, additional tools that can be used. But it's great for everything from, gosh, Melissa, what we use it for Instagram posts. We use it for Instagram stories. We use it. And there's even a mobile version that you can put on your phone. That's awesome too. But like we use it for all of our downloadables, the PDFs that we um, have monthly in our mastermind. Um, we use it for we, our presentations. We for use it for our presentations. Absolutely. Yeah. I did a lunch and learn talk um, a couple of weeks ago and used it to create my slideshow. Uh, same thing with uh, the masterclass that um, we've done and, and, and masterclasses to come. It, it's such a great versatile tool um, that you can use it for everything. Freebies. Um, gosh, what else do we use it for, Melissa? <clears throat> I mean, Instagram posts, <laughs> like there are yeah. templates in there for everything. You can literally use it for every single thing. Um, and also let us just say that we are not sponsored by any of these companies. We're just telling yeah. you the things that we use and love. And they're in no particular order because if we're going by like order, then we would definitely need to change some of those. But um, but these are things that we love. So we love Canva. It's great if you need help with graphic design. Again, does not replace a designer because... I think I think graphic design for companies, like for businesses, uh, especially when it comes to your branding suites, uh, is so deeply personal, and you're not going to yeah. get that in Canva. But it is going to help you be able to craft an Instagram post with a picture, so that's right. helpful. Right. Um, but the next tool is Zoom. We use this in our own private coaching. We use this when we are um, teaching through our mastermind. We use this for literally everything. I mean, it is our communication tool. If you don't know what Zoom is, you may not have lived through the pandemic. I mean, um, but it's, you, it's you, basically you just been under the bed and have <laughs> no right. idea. That's, it is the company that we all wish we would have invested in in 2019. <laughs> I mean, please. And you right. know, a lot of people too will say like, we are zoomed out and I get that a hundred percent, but realistically, it is a phenomenal tool. I think because we did so, I mean, we were even doing church on Zoom. Like we were having meetings and all the things. My, my kids were doing school. All of our kids, I think we're doing school on some sort of Zoom-like platform. But in, in reality, it actually um, brought to light this really great software to where you can meet virtually from all over the world. I, I even listened to my husband, like Microsoft Teams could be another example. They don't use Zoom, they use Teams. Um, but I mean, there's all kinds of things that are happening as we are all working remotely um, so much more now than before. But as far as education goes in your business, like Zoom is just a really great tool. And again, I don't know if it, there was a free version. I'm not sure if it's still free. Um, I have a paid version, but there's just so much you can do because you can record the sessions. Melissa and I use it for coaching with clients. We use it for our mastermind, like she said, and you can record the video and then you send it so that they have the recording to hold on to or to go back and reference. So Zoom is a great tool. Right. Um, the next two are specific for podcasters, but we use Zencaster for all of our recording and like cloud exporting and um, storing in our Google Drive. And we use Podbean as um, the platform that basically hosts our podcast. So there are a million different, you know, companies like Podbean. I think there's Libscum and um, I don't know, a couple others, but um, th that's just who we use because our podcast manager said, that's what we're going to use. And we were like, yes, sir, we really we like, will. You, it's totally you fine. know, mm -hmm. you know, so but, we're going to go with it. Right. So if you were thinking about starting a podcast or if you are using that as part of your platform and wanting to start using that as a way to make sure that your content lives evergreen and you get to engage with uh, your community, then those two are really great tools. It just makes it so much easier than um, 
you know, trying to figure it out any other way. And, you know, a lot of people record their podcasts with Zoom too, because mm-hmm. you can export right. your, um, your audio files. So those two are great. Um, and then, yeah, go ahead and do the next one. Cool. Okay. So Flowdesk is our email company that we use. Um, we are both having been in the photography world, love pretty things. We like it to be visually appealing and aesthetically pleasing. Um, so Flowdesk is really, really great for being able to make your emails um, beautiful and to add pictures. It's not, uh, I think we both started with MailChimp and migrated over yep. to Flowdesk. We pay for Flowdesk. Um, it's not very expensive, but it is also just very user intuitive. And I need things that are user friendly um, from my old age self. Um, but I'm my vocals only get her so far. I mean, my vocals, <laughs> I, I Flowdesk works with my vocals with my transit, my progressive lenses. Um, but seriously, Flowdesk is really amazing because what we really like too about it is that you can create forms. So like opt-in forms, if you're going to put out, let's say a, a freebie, something that you're going to you know serve your audience with your community with, and then to capture an email, to grow your email list so that then you can continue to serve throughout a, an elongated client journey, Flowdesk is really great because you can segment those um, audiences so that you know that if somebody opted into this particular freebie that really is going to help them do X, Y, or Z in their business, um, they are really interested in more of this specific kind of content. So as you are um, uh, planning for um, future education things that you might put out, whether it's a masterclass, whether it is a an email um like sequence or like a flow for emails, that is really, really helpful. But Flowdesk is amazing. It, it makes it very easy to create um, emails in a concise, quick and consistent way. Yep. Okay. The next one is Google Drive. Now, look, we all got <laughs> Gmail accounts. We know even my children have Gmail accounts, yes. but utilizing the tools that are in there, Google Forms, collect testimonials from people, collect, mm-hmm. um, you know, surveys. words that you can use. Yes. Yeah, surveys, things like that. Google Yep, Google Sheets, being able to keep track of certain things. I mean, there are a million different things that you can do that are free inside Google. So don't be afraid to utilize that resource because, um, you know, not only is it a good platform for your email and all things. And listen, I know that there are going to be people who will say to you, don't have at gmail.com post your your email. I mean, name like... It is fine. I ran with Melissa at MelissaPeppin.com for years. And let me just be really transparent with you. And my friend Liz is listening to this and she's going to have a coronary. Sorry, Liz. But um, several years ago, we were having an error with our email and we like upgraded that uh, inbox as much as we possibly could through the company that was hosting our website, um, through the company that where my domain was like, we have done everything we can. And for some reason it could no longer connect to my, my email. So it is such a hassle for me to use that full, like with my name, um, email address. And I know that there are a lot of people that will say it doesn't look as professional to have Gmail at the end of your, I don't care how you connect with me. I just want you to connect with me. So let's just, whatever it takes for you to get in touch with me, to help you grow your business as, as a coach, like to email me. And if it happens to be my name and Gmail, I'm game. Like whatever, I, what's working better is the one that actually works. You when know what? Actually, we'll get your email to me. That's the one. <laughs> so and it's so yeah. funny that you say that because you just made me think of, I have a dear friend who's a photographer that I just saw on Instagram literally yesterday say that in her stories that her, she didn't realize it, but that her email had been down. And I think that, and I was like, how is your email down? Like, because I use Gmail too, uh, because I was like, it's too much trouble to do all the things. Everything has always lived in Gmail for me. And that's where it's going to be. But it is going through her 
website host and it was down and hadn't notified her. So she potentially lost out on a ton of business or inquiries or like conversations with clients back and forth and hadn't realized it. And so she had like a, oh my gosh moment and was reaching out on social media to be like, y'all, I am so sorry, but I cannot access my inbox, which to me, I know she was terrified. You could see it all over her face and hear it in her voice. And I felt so bad for her. Um, and that would terrify, like I would literally be nauseous. Yeah, I think, that was originally what happened to me. That was yeah. originally what happened. And I was like, nope, you know what? And it was a pain in the butt to go through all my professional accounts, of the like the companies we're talking about and switch it right. so that it was going to be my Gmail address. But I was like, this thing is, you know, double verification and backed up and all the things I have the largest inbox. I get, like it feels more secure yes. to me now. And so know that, <laughs> like if you hear anything from us, it is a great resource, free resource, free to use some of those tools that are on the back end. And then when it comes down to your email, like, again, I know this is going to be hot take and a lot of people are not going to agree, but the the thing that, that gets the information to you the most consistently is the one that you should use. And for me, that was just going with Melissa Pepin at gmail.com because my host and all the things, it was trash. So we just had to move yes. along. Wait, okay. real quick, real, real quick about Google Drive is that the other really awesome thing is that when you are working on a team, like Melissa and I are a team and we have Zach because our podcast manager and we have a VA, we actually have a, two people who are working in a VA capacity. We share all of those things. Like we can all be working on projects through Google Drive. So we can share all the things. Um, and it's just very, very helpful. Like literally, literally Melissa is in Georgia. I am in North Carolina. And we are on the same document typing it all out for show notes every single week. Um, and all of our projects live in Google Drive because then we both have access to it and we can give access to other people who are helping us run our business. Our business. So Google Drive is just a really awesome thing to have so many like a cloud-based servicing option um even though it sounds very um basic or very um rudimentary and like entry level it really if you utilize it really well a it's free unless you're paying for the upgraded version that melissa and i are because we have so much that lives in um google mm -hmm. drive but it's it's just a really great thing to use i love that Okay, the next one is some sort of, um, if you're going to do like a course or even like a membership, Teachable and Kajabi are phenomenal. Um, I currently have Teachable. I have used Kajabi. Um, and either of those are great. Teachable is a little more uh, cost effective than and less expensive than Kajabi. I'm not going to say one over the other, but I'm currently with Teachable, if that says anything. Um, <laughs> but also, I like to look at these types of softwares, not only um, the back end of what it looks like for me or for my VA to load things in for students, but also user-friendly on the student end. How, it, how hard is it? from the user side? Um, is it clunky? Is it hard to navigate? Like I wanted all of that feedback. So when I first started, um, I did get a little bit of that feedback. So I moved platforms, but you want, want to look at it from your back end. How user-friendly is it for you? But then more importantly, how user-friendly is it for your students or the people who are receiving the information that you're putting out through one of these platforms? Mm -hmm. Um, next is our client management systems. Okay. And that's, yes. we do ours through HoneyBook. <clears throat> Excuse me. We are both, uh, educators through HoneyBook. We have been with them. What did they just celebrate Since their 10th the anniversary of time? 
the dawn of time, the minute they opened. And it was what's really great about HoneyBook is I remember getting a call from them and they were reaching out to photographers. I feel like it was mainly photographers. And they came in right at the perfect time for me because the company that I've been using for everything. Like, I know this sounds like a long list of things that we're talking to you about, like tools that we use. Um, but, and we have a couple more, so we're going to rapidly go through those with you. But um, the reason that it is so important for me that I diversify and not have every single thing in one place is because I have been the person where like the bottom of the floor fell out for the company that I was using and it felt like it was going to ruin me. I could not figure out what I was going to do. And HoneyBook just happened to open and they happened to give me a call and um, I locked in at a rate that I was grandfathered into and it was amazing. Like they, they have been amazing. And so we use HoneyBook. You could also use a company like Dubsado. Anything that's going to take your client management away from your DMs and into a place where your clients can live so that they can contact you. They have all of their information, their all of their forms, all of their invoices, all of their contracts, all in one place. That's what's going to be the most helpful. So one thing that I really love about HoneyBook as well um, that I haven't experienced with Dubsado, but not because I don't think they have it, but because I just haven't looked because I'm a HoneyBooker, um, is that they do a ton with education for entrepreneurs. Like they really are so pro small business and um, they have a podcast and it, it's just a lot of great knowledge and information there. Um, and, and I will say this about any client management system at all. You don't have to use every aspect of that system, every aspect of that company, um, because you know, for instance, HoneyBook, like a year or so ago, they integrated um, schedulers like that. You could pick your time slot and people could book you on times uh, within their system. And I have that system. I just really like having my calendar and my scheduler outside of that system. So I use Calendly for that. That's not actually on our list, but I do use that there. Um, and so it's like, yes, HoneyBook offers that for me, but, um, you know, it, I, I'd use something else. So you don't have to use every single thing in your management software and, and system, but these two companies have been really, really great. So. Right. Yeah. Awesome. The next one is QuickBooks. Um, I, I'm going to be real honest. I get into QuickBooks once in a blue moon um, because I have a bookkeeper who is a, an, an angel from heaven and she handles all of that for me. But it is really nice to be able to go in and look at like my profit and loss statement every month and kind of see where my numbers are, see where I maybe overspent or where I underspent and kind of like help me kind of keep track of my numbers. But um, the, it is just a great tool because also my um, bookkeeper can get in there and do it all. And then uh, I have access to it and vice versa. And then whenever we get our taxes done by the fabulous Chad Brown, um, they it's, it's able to be compatible with his system. So we can just like send the reports over and it is very, very helpful. Um, Melissa, do you have anything to add about QuickBooks? Yeah, no, I mean, it is not cheap. But there are other there are other companies you could use. Like I think there's one called FreshBooks. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not uh, when we say not cheap, we mean like fifty bucks a month. But I will tell you, I used it prior to having an online version. I'm from the old school days where you used to have to buy a disc and <laughs> it was like eight hundred dollars for the program. When I switched to Mac from PCs in two thousand and eight, I need you guys to understand that my integrity, I had to hold on to it with a grip so tight because they offered student versions of all of these things. And I remember there were so many photographers that were like, oh, I've got the student version of Lightroom. And I'm like, 
well, I'm going to be making money off of this business. So I have to pay the $900 for the disc that you got for a hundred bucks. And I'm just going to live with myself and feel like I'm doing the right thing and just swallow it. But I remember at QuickBooks, like when I switched from PC to Mac, I bought an iMac, I bought a laptop and I bought, um, I bought Adobe, like the Lightroom, Photoshop, all of that. And I bought QuickBooks. And I want to say it was like 800 bucks for that QuickBooks disc. But then they transitioned online. And I think now it's like 50 to $55 a month for what I do and or what Corey does as well. And it is so great because it gives me instant access to people who can help me figure out, you know, different things. But also being able to have that bird's eye view on all of my financials for my business is really helpful. If you are somebody that likes to just bury your head in the sand and not look at numbers. I promise you it is so much easier if you can just have one place. They're (laughs) they're sitting there and just face it, be brave and take a look at it. So QuickBooks is awesome. Um, Okay. Moving on to our website and we just have a couple more. So we're going to go through these a little bit faster, but our personal website companies, it's show it. We use them. They were originally started for photographers. They are really beautiful. You can customize. It is the easiest thing in the whole wide world we use show it you can integrate a lot of different things into it but um but we use them and and it's great yeah it's amazing and great tech support and great help um and there are also show it um designers and so um they really know the platform inside and out so it's great Uh, the next one is adobe if you do any kind of um like photo editing, Lightroom is for me where it's at. I do not use Photoshop. Gosh, I know if, you have, that, if you have social media, you should I mean, you, probably, you should, for consistency's sake, you download you some free mobile Lightroom. I was just going to say, you have Lightroom Mobile, which is really awesome to um, elevate your imagery. Um, but yeah, you don't, it, you don't have to have all the bells and whistles. Like I do not use Photoshop. It is not even downloaded. It is in my Adobe software suite, but I do not use it. And I know that all the photographers in the world went, <gasps> but I do not use it. Lightroom is all I need to make magic happen. And I want to say right here, just while I'm thinking about it, is that please know that just because it has all the bells and whistles does not mean that you have to use all the bells and whistles in any aspect of your business or any of these tools that we're talking about. And just because other people in your industry are like, well, you are not a real photographer if you do not use Photoshop. Okay, well, that is a lie. I'm just telling you, I look at all of these tools as I need them to do, kind of like with my camera too, and Melissa will fight me on this. But like, mm-hmm. I just need to know enough to get it to do what I want it to do consistently and um, to make epic imagery. Like, I, I don't it need to make know. You, it will make you enraged yeah, as a photographer yeah. to be yeah. around another photographer yes. and see how different you do things. And it's like, why do you do that? And they're like, why do you do that? It is so funny. <laughs> It is really funny. And and we have experienced that between the two of us of like, why would you set it that way? Well, because I said it that way and that's what works for me. So we want to encourage you that with all of these tools, get it to do what you need it to do and move on. Quit sitting yeah. in, in the season of like, I need to know all the things before I can, I, need to, I have to really, really master this before I can move on. No, you don't. No, you don't. You're wasting time. You're wasting energy and you're wasting money. Get in there let the tools do what they do best in the way that you need them to work for you and then move along. Next one right. is Planoly. Planoly is a great um, platform where you can have the free version, you can have the paid version. We have the free version to where it will um, load your uh, Instagram posts like automatically. Like you can put them in there, set it to post at a certain time, certain day with all the things. And it is a really great piece of software. So um, Planoly, there's all kinds of other um, paid and free versions of other software systems that will do that, but definitely get yourself a social media scheduler and you will be set. 
Yes. Okay. Next is ClickUp or Trello. Basically, they are just, um, if you don't want to carry around a notebook or legal pad with you where you're actually physically <laughs> drawing the tasks that you need to do and task you want to manager. check them off. Um, yeah, it's a task, they're task managers. So ClickUp is great. Trello is great. ClickUp is going to email you every time. Oh uh, it's like, it's kind of like having a Nest camera on your front porch. And every time a fly comes by the camera, it's like, ding, you have an update from Nest. Our, our email for Reboot, Corey will make one change and I get 75 emails. It will make you want a day drink. I'm like, I cannot want an email. It's fine. But it's super helpful when we've got tasks that we need to make sure each other are doing or when I, when we're going through a launch. I remember a couple of years ago, I launched my own, my very first product on my own. And uh, my like launch manager said, well, here's your board. You're going to be in Trello and you're going to be click. You're going to move things from green to blue. That's what you do. Cause then I needed it to be that simple. And so that is a really great digital, you know, task management system. Right. Especially if you have more than just one person working on your projects, it is really helpful because then it's accountability for who's doing what. And then you can check off like, yes, yes, yes. Last one. Voxer. Y'all, we live in Voxer. It is so amazing, especially if you are coaching or teaching in any capacity to where people, um, you want your coaching clients or your students or whatever to have access to you throughout the week without it being like a, co- a consistent email thing. Voxer is really great because it is a kind of like a walkie talkie, like walkie a voice talkie. texting thing. And it is phenomenal. Um, we use it with each other. We use it with our clients. And Voxer is, is just a really great um, a great tool to have, especially in the education or coaching arena. Right. We all, it also, you can also, um, you can also transcribe. So especially if you're working with people there and they shout out accolades for you, it is really awesome to be able to transcribe screenshot and then post as a testimonial and referral. So that's Amen. fantastic. But just to wrap all of this up. Okay. We, we ultimately like end goal for the last three episodes that we've been talking to you about has been to take away the fear of stepping into education, okay? Starting to feel like an educator, it seems a lot more overwhelming than it really is. It has so much more to do with wanting to support and encourage and show others how to do what you've done in order to grow their own businesses or skills. This is about other people, not about you. So if you can strip away the list of shoulds and woulds and coulds and instead just really, I think Corey and I want to challenge you to write out a list of ways that you could serve your community with the knowledge that you've you've got? Um, How can you make an impact in your industry, no matter, you know, what the industry is and do it differently than anyone else can? How can you meet people where they are and help them make their stories better? So if you've listened to the last three episodes, while we've been talking about adding education to your offer suites and feel a nudge in your gut and I tell Corey, it's like, um, hello, altar call, altar call, insert our altar call here. (laughs) Um, We just want to encourage you uh, to consider reaching out to us about our new mastermind built. It's a 10 month long mastermind for entrepreneurs who are wanting to break into education where we're going to help you flush out the curriculum. We're going to help you pin down exactly how you want to serve and figure out how you can create your own mastermind retreat, conference, workshop, course, summit, all of those things. We're going to help you get them built. Registration officially opens today and you can find out more information on our website at businessreboot.com. It's actually, yeah, thebusinessreboot.com or by contacting us directly at thebusinessreboot at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Did you hear that? (laughs) (laughs) This mastermind starts, it starts mid-August and we've got limited space, but if you feel called to teach and help other people in your industry grow, we are ready to tell you exactly how to get it built. You can reach out to us and um, see if this new mastermind could be right for you. 
Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. And we will be back next week with another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. 